We are a church that is open to everyone, no matter where people come from and regardless of their history. Here, everyone finds a home. The needs of our society compel us to compassionate action. We are known for our generosity, lending a helping hand and not turning our backs. We are a compassionate church that gives our very best for God. Today the topic is, the church is passionate and I will teach you why we do what we do in, in ICF Zurich because maybe you are brand new in our church and I want to give you a little bit like a background why we do what we do. But what I believe from the bottom of my heart, that church must be passionate. I don't believe the church is a boring thing. I don't believe we're coming together, we open the Bibles and we bore each other. I believe when Jesus Christ is in the midst, there is so much energy, there is healing takes place, forgiveness takes place, restoration takes place. We cannot stop the power and the healing power of Jesus Christ. That's why I love the church. The church is the most passionate thing on planet earth. Can I have a good solid amen? <laughs> an amen. <laughs> so we came up for some years ago, we just thought about about our structure, about the ICF logo and everything. And for me as a leader, and the whole leadership team is always important, what does the Bible says? How was the first blue, the blueprint of the first church? And we came up with our, logo, our goal, and the goal is actually a summit of the first church in the book of Acts. Act. Let's read this together, because I, I love when you read this together, it's like school. School, you know? Are you ready? One, two, three. We exist to see people become more like Jesus Christ and fearlessly change their world. And here's a very important thing. We want to help people become more like Jesus, not more like ICF. Not more like the ICF logo, black or red or whatever. Really about Jesus. Everything is about Christ, the message, the worship, the leadership. Even me, for me, myself as a senior pastor, I, I submit my life for the cause of Jesus Christ. There is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ who saves and forgives people in an outstanding way. Uh, how can we stay passionate? That's my question tonight. How can we stay passionate? Because start something, it's always easy. To start a relationship, easy. Make a baby, easy, normally. Have a baby, difficult. Uh, marry, easy. Stay married, another story. And how can we be stay passionate? And here's an amazing Bible verse in Acts chapter 3, verse 12. And let's read this and you see a lot of theologically nuggets in that Bible verse. When Peter saw this, he said to them, follow Israelites. Who does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us? Why do you stare at us? Because they healed a lame guy. I said, why are you surprised? <laughs> why, why are you surprised? Why are you looking at me? Why me? Jesus, why me? And here's the reason he said, it's not our own power or godliness. We made this man walk. He said two things. It's not my own power, watch, and it's not my godliness. It's really, in the end of the day, it's the power of Jesus Christ. 
Why have I underlined these two things? Because this is the two biggest problems in every church. Often we think I am not holy enough or I don't have enough faith that people not get healed. And the devil has a clear strategy. If he's not able, was not able to stop you to become a follower of Jesus Christ, he changed the strategy. He comes to steal and rob the passion, the joy, the faith, the belief that Jesus Christ can do everything. I see in this text three things. First of all, it's not about your motivation. It's not about your motivation because often I felt in my life, oh, I'm not strong enough. When I see a healing evangelist, the way the words he used and then the lyrics and then the move and then the hand and the voice goes loud and get up. I always said, oh my gosh, this is another level. It's like Champions League of all the pastors. This brought me always to a level that, oh God, I, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm using the right words or the right lyrics, if I should be loud or not loud, you know. You know what often happens? We're not praying for people. Often we're not feeling comfortable and we're not praying for sick people. And God spoke to me and said, it's better to pray for sick people even when your motivation is not right. If you do nothing, nothing happens, Right? But if you do something, a miracle takes place. And here's the thing. It's never about how strong I am. Because I not rely on my own strength and my name. When we pray, we're relying on Jesus Christ. It's his name. It's his kingdom. It's his business card. It's the, what he can do the best is heal people. You understand that? Don't rely on your own power and strength. The second thing. It's not about your godliness. And here's another thing. Nobody is ever holy. Sin means I miss the target. And once in a while, even myself, I miss the target. And then what the devil does always points the finger on you. How in the world can you pray for sick people? Do you really believe that God will still use you? Have you forgot what he did yesterday? Blah, 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 blah. And the Bible says so clear that all our sins are on a paper, on a letter. And please understand, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he said, it's done. It's done means it's done. And he took the letter of guilt and he teared it down like this and says no more. Christianity means I am forgiven once on all. Of course, I do something crazy things, but my name is written in the book of life. And in those toes, those areas, the devil sneaks in and gives you always the feeling you are not enough. You're missing certain things. I never rely on my strength, on my lifestyle. It's always about one name is Jesus Christ. And the third thing what I see, it's not about your perception. What I mean perception is like this. Um, often when, when people, for example, uh, they, they, they understand the grace message that everything is done, that all of a sudden everything is grace and grace and grace and grace and they're reading the Bible with grace and grace and grace. But you have to understand grace is only one part of every medal. If you turn around the medal, it's always two sides. It's the flip side. And I believe in the end of the day, it's just more than what you believe it's right or wrong. And I want to tell you an amazing structure. The Lord spoke to me many, many years ago. It's a very, very simple, unique structure. It's a five-fold ministry. Have you ever heard about the five-fold ministry? Five pieces. It's very simple, actually. 
God put some apostles in place to lead the church, some teachers, some evangelists, the winning people for Christ, some uh, shepherds, and also some prophets. Here is the thing, I'm an apostle. I love to plant new things. And I always think to myself, if everybody will plant a new church, a new family, something new, the world will be a different planet. And here's the thing, if you are a shepherd, you see everything to the lenses as a shepherd. If you're a teacher, you see everything to the lenses of a teacher. And please watch and learn what God spoke to me. Apostle, it's only one-fifth. One-fifth. Teacher, one out of five. Evangelist, one of five. Shepherd, one-fifth. Prophet, one-fifth. And count these five together, gifts, 100%. And God spoke to me and said, Leo, you are not full. You are only one-fifth. That means your opinion, it's only one piece. Please watch and learn this because sometimes people, just take an example, they're going to Israel, they're coming back and said, everybody should be Israel fan. Everybody should pray. And the whole church should be. And everybody will say, yes, you are right, but in the same time, you're not right because you are only one-fifth and you need different agendas and different passion and all together gives the kingdom of God. Do you understand that? That's for me very important because the word opinion, it's not even a word for me. Because often what I believe, I think that's right. That's why I don't like the word opinion means maybe, but I always think I'm right. And God teach me this very simple lesson. You can take this with, with five fingers. This is my, one of my favorite illustrations. The Tom will say, I am the strongest. I can crash you. The index finger will say, I'm, I'm the prophet. I have a very nice line. I know exactly what you did yesterday. How do you, you feel comfortable now? No, you're not. That's the thing, like, ooh, I can point on you. The evangelist says, who, who, is, who is the longest, who is the most in the world? I'm the longest. I'm the most important in all the fingers. That's the move of the evangelist. <laughs> and the teacher says, oh, come on, give me a break. Who has the treasure? Who is the word of God? It's me. Beside me, everybody, it's not cool. And then what's about the small finger? They're saying, we don't need you actually. The small finger is always the shepherd. He's always there. Not, not big, not loud, just there. The small finger says, when you knock on the table, I will catch you all. Who is right? You need all five. When a ball is thrown, who catches the ball? All five fingers. And this is a very good illustration. Whatever you think is the most important thing, you're only one-fifth in the kingdom of God. Not, not more, not less, you're important. Let's see for a moment how the church, they grew crazy in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And those who accepted this message were baptized, you see. Receiving Christ and baptism was always together. And about 3,000 were added to the number that day. Can you imagine? 3,000 people got saved in one day. Can you imagine how the small group, they had a lot of problems. 
I mean, a lot of small groups say, okay, we grew to 3,000, now we close the small groups because now we have to get best friends and we disciple people and when we disciple people and we are best friends with all the 3,000, then we open the doors for the next growth. They never said that because they had an open heart mentality. The kingdom of God is always there for new people. In verse 47, they were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. Every day people got saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 4. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew about 5,000. And in the German Bible says the 5,000 was not the men and the, 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 the women and the kids were not included in that number. They were, they were growing crazy. Acts chapter 12 verse 24. But the word of God continued to spread about flourish. It started to grow and grow and grow and grow. And they could not stop the momentum anymore. Because out of a moment where the Holy Spirit was poured out, became a momentum. And the momentum became a movement. And so every time it's happened the same thing. When the Spirit of God is poured out in a single life, in a family, it creates a momentum. And out of momentum, always a movement. I want to tell you a little bit about our church history because maybe you're brand new in our church and you're thinking, wow, crazy, they, these people, they're planting churches. Here is a map uh, on the screen, uh, a Swiss map. You see Switzerland, it's a very big nation. It's so big, two hours from border to border with my Ferrari. Just kidding. Here is Zurich. In the beginning, in the early years, there were only one ICF. The ICF was planted in Zurich. We, were, we were not have been a movement. We were only one church. People came from Basel to Zurich. People came from Biel, from Neuchâtel, from Lausanne, from the Valley, from Ticino, from Chur, from Books, from St. Gallen, from Turgau, from Germany. They came all over to Zurich, to our church, because we were known all over Switzerland. Can you imagine? And one day God spoke to us, we should plant a church. We were never into church planting. And uh, that's, that's in the early years how we preached and teach. I don't know, this, I love this picture because it's, it's amazing. The good old days, I would say, no, it's not. Now it's better. Here is Switzerland. Now, now you know what happens when we plant the church. Watch and learn. For many years, about four years, our church in Zurich didn't grow anymore. And people say, why are you not growing anymore? I said, that's not true. Because like in the book of Acts, people got saved and they went to their villages, went home to the cities. And we planted the first church in Basel. And then in Biel. And then in Bern. Then in Lucerne. Then Neuchâtel, Geneva, Bull in um, Ticino, in Chur, St. Gallen, Turgau, all over. You see this? All of a sudden, we became a movement. Out of a moment, became a momentum, and then a movement. And we planted all of some churches. And the number of followers, they dribbled very, very fast. They dribbled. And not only that, we planted also some churches around Europe. And you have to understand, we are not an American church. We are not an Australian church. We are a Swiss church. And international people, you have to understand, Swiss people, we don't think big. No, we stay small and rich. 
and have chocolate and cows. You know what they're talking about? Swiss people, we don't share. We keep the thing. And that's for me really a God thing because nobody can say as a Swiss church, we changing churches, we planting churches. They will say, but you are a Swiss church. Out of Switzerland, a small nation, God took us, simple people like Dave Cool, like me, perfect Leo, perfect Dave. No, we are not perfect. You know that. Planted church in Germany, in the Netherlands, in Czech, uh, in Italy. And not only that, even now we have planted a church in Cambodia. Where is Cambodia? Cambodia is so far away. Uh, here. Here. Cambodia. You see this? Cambodia. Cambodia. It's down here. You fly over China. China's. Chinese. China. Soon a church in Rio de Janeiro and soon a church in America. And this is whenever I preach, people say, how in the world are you doing? How is this possible? I say, I don't know. It's really a miracle. It's a God thing. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And now you have to understand, church growth has to do with health, with balanced. And now you see all the churches we have planted the last 10 years on the screen. And this is a big thanks for all the people you have given money to all the years you prayed, you were volunteer. This is actually your praise report. This is your blessing. Take it. That's your blessing. It's not my churches. And not only that, we have some startups. That means we have so in some cities they have already started. That means startup. It's only a matter of time, and then they will be official as well and ICF. And here is the thing: in the beginning of our church, I always believed in balance. Here it's balanced, and the first church. I want to draw it to you again. They met big means they met in the temple, big celebration. They met in houses, small. And they had some input. They were under the teaching of the apostle. Input, teaching. And also they had an output. And it's very important to understand those things have the same thing in common. It's always about everything. It's not about one thing. People saying to me, are, are people healed in ICF Zurich? I said, every Sunday. Why do you not tell that more? I say, I don't want to give the healing more, a bigger stage than it is. Healing is only one thing. Healing is not that thing. It's one a thing. Salvation is a thing. Recursion is a thing, you know. I don't speak always about healing because healing takes place all the time when people believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in balance and a good example to explain this is actually uh, the plants. A big church, it's like a big plant, you know. Big doesn't mean healthy or big doesn't mean unhealthy. Some churches are small and small doesn't mean good, holy, solid, close to the heart of Christ. Small just means small. There are small churches, they are healthy and there are small churches, they are not healthy. They are big churches, they are big and healthy and some big churches, they are big and not healthy. Do you understand the point? Big is not equal healthy or not healthy, or small is not equal healthy or not healthy. This, you can take the same thing for your life. Our life is like a plant, small or big. Here is the thing. I believe in balance. I believe you need everything. A plant grows, not when you say you pull it, you pull it. Come on, 
grow it. I believe in you. You can grow faster. I believe you can be two meters. Come on. I believe in you. In the name of Jesus, start to grow. The plant will say, what are you doing? There is a, a word, um, a quote in, in, um, in Zambia. Grass doesn't grow faster when you pull it. Do you know that? It is very important to know it. You cannot, you cannot push, create growth. Growth, what I believe happens, you need some fertilizer, right? You need good soil. Soil is very important. You need a little bit water. Water is important. It's like the Holy Spirit. You need a good environment like you guys. And you need some light. And when you have all those things, a plant grows by himself. If you have all the five-fold ministry, the church grows healthy, strong, and solid. We have some people, not in our church, but I heard some churches, they have some people, not ICF. Of course, not we are different we are not different, we are a church. Some people are super successful, earning millions and billions of money. It's like this, whoa, crazy. But when it comes to the, their own family, like this, or their own heart, like this, success doesn't mean that every area is healthy. I believe in a healthy church, I believe as a follower of Christ in be healthy. And that's why we came up with a structure. That's my next point. Stay passionate through the next step. Maybe you heard about the next step. It's uh, actually from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. With, with other words, we want to be more like Christ. This is our main goal. I want to be more like Christ in my work, in my body, in my reading the Bible, in my resources. We have like five areas as a church where we say we want to grow in every area because I believe in a balanced church, a balanced life grows as big as God wants to grow. Here are five stories. Hallo zusammen, mein Name ist Tobi. Hi, my name is Tobi. Und ich bin seit gut drei Jahren verheiratet mit meiner wunderbaren Frau mit der Sonja. And I've been married with my wonderful wife for about three years now. Und nachdem wir geheiratet haben, haben wir uns entschieden. And after we got married, we decided. Wir werden nicht lang warten und das Ehecoaching in Anspruch nehmen. Not to wait too long to go to our first marriage counseling. Und alle die, die in einer Beziehung sind, die wissen. And everybody who's in a relationship knows. Es geht nicht lang. Und es wird irgendwann einfach mal schwierig werden. That it doesn't take a long time and then it will start getting difficult. Und wir haben auch gemerkt, dass es etwas ganz Konkretes gibt, wo wir immer wieder einen Anschlag kommen und wie nicht weiterkommen. And we realized that there was one concrete point in which we always got to a point which we couldn't get any further. So sind wir zu Monique und Dani Graf gegangen. So we went to Monique and Dani Graf. Und das Coole ist ja, unsere Kirche, wir haben das Angebot, wir haben Leute, die machen Ehecoaching. And the cool thing in our church is that we have people who are there who can give marriage counseling. Ja, und so sind wir dort gewesen, haben eine Stunde lang mit ihnen zusammen geschwätzt. So we went there and we talked to them for an hour. 
Es war eine Herausforderung. And it was very challenging. Sie haben uns geschliffen, haben uns herausgefordert. They really challenged us and brought us to our edges. Und ich habe angefangen, Sachen von ganz einer anderen Perspektive zu sehen. I was able to see things from a totally different perspective. Wir haben natürlich Hausaufgaben mitbekommen, Sachen, wo wir nachher daheim müssen anfangen daran schaffen. And we got some homework things which we had to work on at home. Aber es hat sich mega gelohnt. But it was really worth it. Weil wir uns entschieden haben, das Coaching in Anspruch zu nehmen, haben wir einen Durchbruch haben in einem kleinen Bereich unserer Beziehung. Und weil wir uns entschieden haben, dieses Counseling zu gehen, haben wir einen Breakthrough in einem kleinen Bereich unserer Beziehung. Und Ehe kann ja immer besser werden. And a can Und es ist immer gut, wenn man das in Anspruch nimmt, bevor die Ehe schon fast kaputt ist. Und es ist gut, wenn wir dieses Offer bevor die Marriage starts breaking down. Hallo zusammen, ich heiße Kathi. Hi, mein Name ist Kathi. Ich wünsche mir, dass mein Glaube an Gott eine tiefe Liebesbeziehung darf sein. I desire that my faith with God can become a really deep love relationship. Ich glaube, Gott ist Liebe. I believe that God is love. Und dass eine Liebesbeziehung am Leben bleibt. And so that a relationship of love can remain alive. Braucht immer wieder aktive Schritte, wo man aufeinander zumacht. We need to take active steps towards each other. Mein Schritt zu Gott ist My step towards God was. Ich habe gemerkt, ich brauche in der Bibel einen Durchbruch. I realized that I needed a breakthrough in the Bible. Und so habe ich im Bookstore eine neue Bibel gekauft. So I went to the bookstore and I bought a new Bible. Und zwar eine, wo man drei zeichnen, wo man drei schreiben und voll kreativ kann sein. So one of those which you can write in and draw in and be totally creative. Und durch das Zeichnen und Gestalten sind die Bibelvers wie automatisch in mein Herz hineingesunken. And by the fact that I started drawing and being creative, these Bible verses just sunk into my heart automatically. Ein anderer Schritt, den ich gemacht habe. Another step which I took. Ich, ich fange immer den Montag an mit einem Teilfasten. Was that I start Monday with a partial fasting. Das heisst, anstatt am Morgen den Kaffee zu trinken, and that means that instead of drinking coffee in the morning, habe ich dann ein Glas Wasser in der Hand und das ist schon noch recht hart. I have a glass of water in my hand, that's really quite tough. Aber mit dem Glas Wasser würde ich Jesus sagen, hey, ich liebe dich so fest. But with this glass of water, I want to tell Jesus, hey, I love you so much. Und ich möchte, dass alle Energie und Kraft von dir kommt. And I want that all the energy and power I have comes from you. Und es ist so erstaunlich, wie Fasten hilft, um dich fokussieren aufs Richtige. And it's so amazing how fasting really helps you to focus on the right things. Und das anderes, was ich regelmäßig mache, ich gehe laufen. Another thing I do regularly is I go for walks. Ich gehe eine halbe Stunde und sage Jesus, red du zu mir. Was möchtest du mir sagen? I go out for half an hour and I say, okay, Jesus, what do you want to tell me? Und manchmal passiert gar nichts. And sometimes nothing happens. Und gerade letztens hat er mir so, wo ich die Felder angeschaut habe, wo ich durchgelaufen bin. And recently, when I went out and I was looking at the fields, hat er gesagt, schau mal die Felder an und ich schaue, dass das alles wächst. Du kannst deine ganzen Sorgen mir abgeben. He said, look at those fields, just look at them. I'm the one who makes sure that they grow. You can really just give me all your worries. Und es hat mir so gut da, weil ich mir wirklich Sorgen gemacht habe um Leute, die ich geleitet habe. Und ich merke, jeder Schritt, den ich auf den Gott zumache, And I realized every step I take towards God, kommt er mit so einem viel größeren Schritt auf mich zu. He will come towards me with so much bigger steps. Und die Liebesbeziehung, die wächst und die hebt mich am Leben. And this love relationship grows and it really keeps me alive.
Hallo zusammen, ich bin der Christian. Hi, I'm Christian. Und Sport ist immer ein großer Bestandteil von meinem Leben. And sport was always an important part of my life. Doch vor sechs Jahren, als ich zum Glauben gekommen bin, But six years ago, when I found my faith in Christ, habe ich mich so stark auf das Geistliche konzentriert. I concentrated so much on my spiritual life. Und all meine sportlichen Aktivitäten aufgehört. And I gave up all of my sports activities. Um, Ernährung war auch nie ein grosses Thema für mich. And nutrition was really never a topic for me either. Und das Resultat von dem sehen wir auf dem Foto. And you can see the result here on this photograph. Ich war 95 Kilo und I was 95 kilos und habe mich wirklich unwohl gefühlt und ich bin sehr faul geworden. And I didn't feel comfortable and I became very lazy. Und ihr könnt euch sicher vorstellen, wie schwierig das es ist, den Ranzen einzuziehen, immer in der Body. And you can imagine how difficult it is to pull in your stomach every time you're in the swimming pool. Ja, vor sechs Monaten war dann mein persönlicher Next Step. Gewesen, And so six months ago, my personal Next Step. Der Ernährung umzukrempeln. Was to change my nutrition. Und wieder mit Sport anfangen. And to start doing sports again. Und seit ich am Tempel vom Heiligen Geist wieder Sorge gebe. And since I'm taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit again, fühle mich wieder viel besser und aktiver. I feel a lot better and a lot more active. Ich möchte euch ermutigen zu eurem Next Step. I'd like to encourage you to take your next step. Weil ich glaube, dass es nicht wirklich viel braucht, um äh, anzufangen. Because I don't think it takes a lot to start it. Vielleicht ist es für dich daran, die Stege zu nehmen anstatt den Lift. Maybe what you need to do is take the stairs instead of the elevator. Oder vielleicht beim Salat essen, eine Scheibe Brot zu essen und nicht drei. Oder ganz einfach wieder Wasser trinken und nicht mehr Kaki. Or just start drinking water and no Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Guten Abend, ich bin der Hide. Good evening, my name is Hide. Ich bin frühzeitig pensioniert. I retired early. Und ich arbeite schon seit einigen Jahren mit in der Logistik. And for quite a few years now I'm working in the logistic part of ICF. Auch vorher, als ich noch berufstätig war, habe ich ziemlich viel Zeit in Kirchen investiert. And when I was still working, I invested a lot of time in church. Und Zeit ist eine Ressource, die ich gerne zur Verfügung stelle. And time is a resource which I like to give to the church. Und auch damit all die Celebrations schon stattfinden. And so that all of these celebrations can take part. Gibt's ziemlich viel Arbeit und dazu braucht's eine ganze Gruppe von freiwilligen Leuten. Uh, we have a lot of work to do and we need a lot of volunteers. Zum Beispiel all die Stühle aufstellen da inne. For example, to put up all these stairs, chairs in here. Auch das im Foyer, Media Store und alles, wo man kann kaufen zum Trinken. And out in the foyer with the media store and everything that you can drink out there. Auch oben in der Luft für das ganze Food and Fellowship am Morgen. And everything up in the loft for the Food and Fellowship. Und für mich bedeutet ein Teil von der Kirche sein, nicht nur einfach da innen sitzen. Sondern auch meine Ressourcen zur Verfügung zu stellen. But also being able to use my resources und zu helfen. And helping. Angefangen mitzuarbeiten habe ich damals im Güterbahnhof. I started helping out and volunteering in the Güterbahnhof. Und danach ist das weitergegangen mit der Markhalle. And then it continued in the Mark. Dort habe ich alle 14 Tage entweder auf- oder abgebaut. Und als wir dann da reinkommen sind, habe ich angefangen, jeden Sonntagmorgen mitzuarbeiten. Von 4 Uhr morgens bis 8 Uhr. Und dann nachher wieder ab der Sydney Celebration bis alles wieder wegräumen. Und Mitarbeit ist nicht einfach nur Mitarbeit. 
And volunteering is not just volunteering, sondern es bedeutet auch Gemeinschaft. But it also means du lernst andere Leute kennen. You get to know other people. Und du kommst einen ganz anderen Anschluss zur, äh, zur Kirche über. And you get a different entrance into the church. Und das ist wirklich etwas, wo man sich dann auch wohlfühlt dabei. And this is something that you feel comfortable doing. Und wo auch Spaß macht. And it's really fun. Überleg dir, wo deine Ressourcen sind. So just think about where are your resources. Wo du etwas kannst dazu beitragen zu der Kirche. Where you can do something to help this church. Und wo du deine Zeit oder was immer kannst zur Verfügung stellen. And where you can invest your time or whatever you have. Im 1980 hat Gott mir gesagt, ich sehe, was du tust. In 1980 Und Gott ist ein Belohner. in Switzerland. And I went to that substitution with the idea, I'm just going to teach there. I'm not going to really say much about my faith because I don't know how they will react to it and I'll see what happens. Um, I taught there this teenage class. I got, had a good relationship with them. One of them, about three, four years later, I met her here in Zurich by chance in ICF and she came up to me. We started talking and her comment was, oh, I wish I would have known you were a Christian because I was going through such a hard time. I was trying to find faith. And had you said something, maybe my life would have changed differently. That moment I could have gotten there and been like, oh no, what did I do? I did feel that, but that was the moment where I decided, okay, I'm not going to let any class pass by me without them knowing that I go to church. And so um, luckily, since I translate, it's quite easy. Translating English fits quite well. So on Monday mornings when the students are saying, oh, English is difficult, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. That word on Sunday, how did I translate it or what did I do? And then the topic comes up about Christianity. Um, more in the sense of, so where do you go to church? I say ICF, and then a lot of classes just stop talking. But for me, it's one of those things, it's a seed which I planted. And I've learned that a lot of people will come back to me afterwards, come with difficult situations, I can talk with them. I don't know what God will do, but I just want to encourage you. Just put little seeds out there in your workplace. If people are interested, they will come to talk to you, but let them know that you're a Christian because that's the most amazing thing that can open minds for people and worlds for people. Come on, thank you so much. So you heard five stories. We believe in the next step, there's actually a culture in our church in the last 21 years, I'm a pastor here. Every year I ask myself the question or ask Jesus, what is the next step for the next year in my life? It's not, when, when I coach people, I will, I will not say to them, that's your next step. I say, ask God, what is the next step in your resources, in your family, in terms of reading the Bible? Moody said an amazing quote, and I'll close the message with that quote. He said, the Bible was not given to us to increase our knowledge, but to change our life. I want to close and make it clear. I believe in growth. I believe in in, in salvation, I believe in healing, I believe in everything, I believe the church has to grow and will grow until we have a balanced church, a healthy church grows, whoever wants to grow when God is with us. This is very important for me. I want to be a healthy pastor in every area. What is the benefit if I'm the best preacher on planet earth, but I'm a really bad dad or a really bad in terms of money? I believe every area is very important. Let's be healthy. And I want to ask the next minute, just Jesus, 
What could be your next step for the next season? Are you ready for that? Let's close our eyes for a moment. Because Jesus is here and the full book of Acts was always about Jesus. And Jesus, here we are tonight. We don't have our own agenda. Yes, we have some dreams. We have some visions. We have some ambitions. But right now, I want to lay down everything on the altar. And Jesus, you know what is the best for me. And I want to ask you right now, what is the next step for me? Let's be quiet for a moment. And we have ears. They're able to hear what God whispers to you right now. The next minute, I want to say to you right now, it's maybe probably one of the biggest miracle moments. What is the next step, Jesus? speak about the personal relationship with Jesus Christ that's why that's those moments where he speaks I sense there are some people here in this room Jesus is not the center anymore in certain areas in certain areas he is number one but in certain areas a shift took place it could be like your work it could be relationships. But the most important thing, make Jesus as the center of your life, of every area. Put him back. Put him back. Put him back. Put him back. The Spirit of God was poured out over the first church. They were not perfect people. But when the Spirit of God came, they were supernatural. They did things in the name of Christ, in the biggest authority. And right now I want to say to you, it's not about your name, how strong you are. It's always about the strongest name. And we call upon the name of Jesus he will answer. He will hear. He hears and sees it. Fill us up, Holy Spirit, right now. That you understand the power of the name who is above all the names. I want to seal right now. God spoke to you right now. I want to seal it right now that the devil is not able to steal it, rob it again. I seal it right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bless you in the power of the Father God and the love of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. You never walk alone.
before we praise Jesus tonight. This is my biggest prayer as a leader. When I travel around the world and people ask me, what is your leadership role? I love it to be quiet and give Jesus the opportunity that he speaks to you because he's the best coach. I try to be a good coach. I can be learned to be a good coach, but he is the coach. And that's the same thing for a small group, for a ministry. When we move to this brand new Samsung hall, I have to be honest, it's a very beautiful hall. We had, we, we, we've asked Jesus, is there anything you want to say to us? We, we, we are leadership we want to hear. And he started to change us a little bit in terms of the folks that all the songs you're writing, put in the name of Jesus. Make Jesus big because now it's not a building anymore. You, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, going from building to building, now you have it. But now let make my name big. Write about Jesus. Speak about Jesus. Explain people. It's all about Jesus. We are in that season. You know what I mean? In that season. And the band are writing amazing songs to make Jesus, the name of Jesus, bigger than everything else. And now, right now when we're singing the songs, you heard something from Christ? Sing that song over every area of your life. Say it in every area. I put you back to the center. You are the center. You are number one in my resources. You're number one in my body. You're number one in my spirituality. You are in every area number one. Speak it out as a confession to the seen and unseen earth. Please stand up for a moment. Sing that song. It's only Jesus. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.